0: tim and tom tom hey man what's uh, up how are you um my wife has left i'm down in the dumps about
1: time we, yeah, we knew that you know we all knew that
0: i uh that was
1: the open secret here on I, tim and tom i mean it was the soccer games wasn't it
0: yeah, well so i don't know what you're talking about because she's supposed to be coming back maybe oh did I, she go I, did she go to get the milk she's what no i mean it's it's a vacation she oh. assured me that she will return okay uh-huh she seemed disconcerned with any affairs uh around the house uh shortly before she left though but um yep uh you know uh i mentioned something and you know i was like oh so when you get back she would always just interrupt and be like ah, i don't care it's fine yeah uh, yeah uh-
1: yeah that no. sounds eerily uh, familiar to some other situations i've heard so good yeah.
2: luck
0: yeah no the, uh, the wife is on vacation and i uh, was you know on a girl's trip with two of her best friends from you know forever like, longer than she's known me and i've started to realize that like i don't know what to do tom like i
1: podcast I'm like, man I'm
0: like ah, podcast. ah like i'm kind of going stir crazy i'm like oh man this is an unhealthy addiction now Right to to my wife, whom I love very much, Uh, I'm like, oh man, I need to. Wow, I don't know how to function as a human. And it's not that I'm not functioning; it's just that like I'm used to being like, oh man, I did this. Oh, oh, yep. There's nobody here because the kids are Mm -hmm. old enough to not care, right? They're off doing their own thing.
3: They we'll hate up, you. I'll be like, so, hey, what's up? Sense. And they're
0: like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they hate me, you know. Get out of uh, here. Yeah, man. they're like, What do you Yeah, all right. They come down da- they'll come down, they'll be like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'll be like, Oh, I just and they're like, Hey, listen, so I need twenty bucks. And then I'm just like, I'm like, man, can you believe these g-? oh, she's not here either.
1: Right. Is like, it, oh. is their first response when you talk, shut up? No. It's like, hey guys, so shut
0: up. No, <laughs> I mean it's it's uh I mean they say it with their eyes, Tom. <laughs> they say it with their eyes. They say it with their ears too, because they don't listen to anything. Uh and then I got to take care of the five dogs who, fun fact, they have an unhealthy addiction to my wife, right? So what happens when she leaves for long periods of time is they go to a corner and they hide and they wait, right? I mean, they'll come out and they'll eat and they'll just kind of look around and i am like, you need to go outside? And they're like, yeah, I guess. I mean, they just kind of have that slow, like depressed dog mode about them. And I'm like, I get it, dogs. I understand, man. I was like, I feel the same dogs. <laughs> We're in the so, same boat. I'm so just, there's...
1: There's just basically a, a, a big old cloud of rain above the household just hanging out until she gets back.
0: Yeah, it's actually been raining out there too, yeah. right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, even yesterday, uh, she tells me quickly, on, you know, it's, it's so it's five hour time zone difference. So that already makes it hard to, to interact, right? Um, and then she's in Hawaii, which, fun fact, a lot of places in Hawaii are still in like 1957 as far as like the communication technologies, right? There is next so she was like this one they had planned for three days they were going to this remote cabin they're gonna do some hiking around waterfalls and volcanoes and stuff
1: hold on is she safe because isn't there a volcano just erupting
0: yeah Yeah, um they're not going to the main island at all which is where that is uh okay good (laughs) and and there's been no travel bans to these spots right uh all right i mean you know she's okay until you know i mean she's gonna get cancer 10 years earlier than she would have otherwise probably it's probably all that is from breathing in the sulfur you know but hey it was hawaii man so she tells me she was like all right this was yesterday right yesterday on monday as of this recording we're recording on tuesday she's like hey all right so it's you know blow by conversations that we have right because they're moving their island hopping they're doing a whole bunch of stuff and she goes all right, well, listen, this is the, the camping excursion. She was like, this is really remote. They've got like a landline in the lobby of the hotel, which isn't open, only during business hours, right? And she was like, so uh, there's no, cell so, with no internet. She was like, so you probably won't hear from me very much if often until Thursday. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I was just like, man, this is torture. I was like, I don't know what to do now. I was like, I need to figure out hobbies. I was like, I gotta do more stuff. I gotta, you know, I could do dishes or something, but I gotta do that until, you know, shortly before she gets home, right? just do it all in one sweep because back to bachelor living as far as that's concerned right uh, i'm just kidding I, I make the kids do it so uh <laughs> other than that you know uh i've been sitting around staring at the walls you know wondering uh you know well i I'm am sorry back. for you <laughs> no I it's fine you know I, you. I, I did get out and do some uh you know work on the land over the weekend and that sort of stuff and we were supposed to have a soccer game that got rained out so it'll be this weekend but uh, other than that man just just wondering what to do with myself
1: I feel like that should be on your tombstone.
0: What's that? Tim
1: Rainer working on the land.
0: <laughs> Wondering what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like that should, be your, yeah. that should be on your
1: headstone.
3: Tim and Tom.
1: So what I did was way more entertaining than that. Because oh, I still have my yeah. significant other because yeah. she didn't leave me yet.
0: Jen's she hasn't figured was. it out yet.
1: Not right. yet. Yeah. But she still hasn't figured it out. But, man, I tell you what. So it was Saturday night. I tell you what, if you were a or if you are a combat sports fan, you were in combat sports heaven Saturday night. So this is the uh, what you had on your plate Saturday. You had Bellator 199, which featured King Mo versus Brian Bader in the heavyweight tournament, which is so stupid because it was a middleweight facing a light heavyweight at heavyweight. But it was fun because it's a freak show. Why not? Then you had on pay-per-view UFC 224 with a main event of Amanda Nunes versus Rocky Pennington. It's Raquel, but she goes by Rocky. Rocky Pennington, that was a lot of fun. And Brazil, it was an all-Brazil card, basically. Um, At least one fighter on the main card was from Brazil. The first fight featured two Brazilians, one in a retirement fight. Vitor Belfort, by the way, uh, as I tell you more about what happened on Saturday night. Side note, Vitor Belfort had his last fight um, at UFC two twenty four, his debut with the promotion was at UFC twelve. I should tell you how long he's been fighting.
0: Jeez, that's a long time because you're what like two hundred something now, right? Two twenty
1: four.
0: Yeah. Now, for anybody not in the know, these are not annual, obviously. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> right? but
1: they're they're at a once a month clip, so. I should tell you how how long he's been in the sport, but he has retired for now. He'll come back eventually because money talks and he's a draw. But then on ESPN, top rank boxing, and I am an MMA fan first. However, boxing is a sport that I love. It is not number one. MMA is number one. But again, boxing, I appreciate and I grew up with. Uh, watching, you know, the golden age of heavyweights, in my opinion, with Riddick Bowe, Evander mm-hmm. Holyfield, Mike Tyson, all of those guys. Mm-hmm. But there is a boxer right now from Ukraine, Vasali Lemachenko. He is 12 and one, which in boxing, if you have one loss, it's like you're already done. Yeah. But he's not. He is a wizard of a boxer fought at 135 pounds, became the the quickest fighter to obtain two titles in boxing history. He's a two-time champion. He beat Jorge Linares in Madison Square Garden. It was on ESPN. This guy, I tell you what, even if you don't like boxing, it's just captivating his footwork. He's a dancer. Uh, An ESPN writer, and I can't think of his name, but an ESPN writer said that uh, Lemachenko has the greatest footwork in all of sports, better than Antonio Brown, better than LeBron James, better than uh, Floyd Mayweather, better than Anderson Silva, better than uh, who's a hockey player, Uh, Ovechkin, you know, all of those athletes. They said ESPN consensus written by this one writer, but. The consensus among, amongst ESPN staff is that Vasali Lemachenko has the greatest footwork in all of sports. And I tell you what, if you watch it just for a little bit, you will be amazed. So I got to be in hog heaven with my combat sports between Bellator 199, UFC 224, and top-ranked boxing on ESPN. Oh, it was it was Nirvana for me. Yeah. It was just the best. I loved it. Also, I saw an incredible movie. So I told you how a couple weeks ago I saw Avengers: Infinity Wars, which yep. was really good. Right?
0: Yep.
1: No, no spoilers still which because I still there are believe people, you. right, but um, <laughs> it's very good. Won't give you any spoilers on what happened because you know I get money's tight sometimes and right. you got to wait a couple weeks before that uh, matinee showing goes to five dollars. Totally yep. get it. But I saw another movie. It was called A Quiet Place mm-hmm. by that uh, guy that did The Office.
0: Yeah.
1: I forget his name. That guy. And uh, his wife, Emily Blunt, I believe is her name. She was in it. They play a married couple in the movie. Ninety five minutes or so of just you're on the edge of your seat. <gasps> Man, it is. It's in- crazy, huh? And it's, oh, it's just yeah. You don't know what's going on, and then you get like that tightness, and like you start doing ab exercises because you get so like uncomfortable because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, like you've done a yeah. workout because of so many different awkward positions you've moved into by watching this movie. Fantastic! Cannot more highly recommend this movie. Okay. Fantastic, five out of five. John,
0: Kres- John Krasinski is who you're speaking of.
1: Yeah, I never saw The Office, which I don't know, but never saw it, didn't care. It was on the night that wrestling was on. Wrestling's always yeah. number one. Hey, so here's a hot
0: some- take. Here's a Tim hot take. Uh, it was okay for a season and a half. Yeah, like I said, I, I never gave
1: it a shot because it was on when wrestling was on, and wrestling will always be number one. So if you fall on that night, you better wait till you I, get hit Netflix.
0: I tried to binge watch and went, <clears throat> yeah. all right, I'm done with it. Lost interest.
1: Well, this movie will not make you lose interest. This movie was fantastic. Apparently, he directed the movie, too.
0: That's cool. Which- oh, he's good. Uh, he's good. Yeah. And he was one of the bright parts of The Office. It was funny. It's just the shtick became old. But, yeah, I mean, he's good in anything I've ever seen him in. And so, yeah, to see his artistic uh, vision will be neat.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. Very, very good movie. So that's what we did for this week. The reason why we're recording on a Tuesday night instead of our typical Wednesday or Thursday is because Thursday morning, I will be in Washington, D.C. with my beautiful girlfriend, Emily. So we're going to be going amongst the National Mall and Smithsonian and all of those types (laughs) of
0: places um since my wife has left me and we discussed that she will eventually leave you know your significant other will eventually leave you um Mm -hmm. you guys aren't taking like separate flights and meeting there are you you, you don't even sure. know do you she's booked the flights huh you don't even know do you yeah yes she's just like here's the itinerary and you're like oh yeah that'll be great and you're like man i wish was wrong on yet i need to get and you're thinking something else and she's trying to tell you all the details and and you don't know and then yeah i'd be like what do you mean we're taking separate flights i thought we were going together I'd be like no no it's fine i'll meet you there just go ahead get the hotel use the card i gave you mm-hmm. yeah no i um no my phone won't work no nope. just i'll be there Trust I will me. tell you. I will
1: tell you uh, a real concern, though. It's not really a real concern, but it seems to be that this always happens in some aspect of a trip that I take. Yeah. But there's always one thing that gives me a little bit of like anxiety right before we go. Yeah. And this time around, it's Southwest Airlines. Have you seen all of these stories about Southwest Airlines loses air pressure and uh, has to make an emergency landing, and then that one Ugh. person got sucked out of the, yeah, the window. Uh, yeah it's all been southwest and guess what we're flying
0: uh, unite no yeah, i'm, I'm Yeah, <laughs> <Southwest>. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah so okay. we're flying southwest so that's a little bit concerning i know we'll be fine so
0: ladies and gentlemen this may be the final episode of tim and tom next episode might be tim <laughs> just tim just call yeah. it that just, just tim hey
1: actually you know what if i die which i mean eventually i will but if i die before you which that also easily happened sure. i got right. a great podcast idea for you right okay yeah it's called the silent movie podcast what you do is you play clips from silent movies and then you get the actors to talk about them
0: yeah i actually i actually
1: more. did well actually i uh, i did some prep for this and yeah. i i got a clip for you right?
0: okay yeah yeah uh-huh. here it is all right so pretty great right yeah that's really good uh man it's amazing how it's it's amazing how artistic they could be without the use of sound i mean that was breathtaking that almost had me in tears
1: really it should be known as the golden age of entertainment i don't know if you can get much better than silent movies i don't know why that.
0: I, I I've been toying around the idea of a silent podcast. There you go. I just so told you about it. That may be coming your way, right? I mean, we could be doing a silent podcast. It would really hey, actually. Out.
1: Here, here, uh, here's another great clip. I think this will be the one that'll take you over the top and get really the big downloads. You ready for this one? Okay. Yeah. And scene, right? Yeah, <laughs> that one was great.
0: That's a good idea. All right, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, well, that's great. Uh, what are you going to DC for? By the way, I did mention to my wife uh, that you mentioned that, like, you'll probably die before her and before me. Uh, it, as I was discovering, like, oh man, this I don't know what to do with myself, I was like, I'm gonna have to die before you because I'm not gonna be able to handle it. And I was like, you're oh, gonna yeah. have to, you know, I was like, this yeah. you're just gonna have to be the one that's tough.
2: Yeah, if like, there
1: ever if there's ever a situation where like Emily's on her deathbed, I'm jumping out of a window. Right? Like, <laughs> you're just like oh, not, not happening. Do this,
0: right?
1: Not doing this by myself. Right, like... <laughs> so yeah, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Way. Yeah. So all right, DC. So you're gonna go there, and you're gonna you're going there to lobby Congress.
1: Yep, I'm going to get some real change. I'm coming in as an outsider, and I'm going to take on the swamp and drain that swamp. Please do. Actually, uh, what I'm doing is we're probably going to go to the National Mall. We're going to go to the Smithsonian. Uh, We're going to probably go to the uh, Spy Museum. Obviously hit up the big Lincoln Memorial. Uh, We're kind of wanting to sit in on a session of Congress. Uh, we tried to go to the white house, but unfortunately when we booked the trip, the like second thing we did after the flights were booked were, uh, or was put in our background information so they could do the check on us. And they said, Hey guys, you checked out. Everything's great, but we're full. And so that sucked. I really wanted to take a tour of the White House, especially now, because, man, how cool would that be if I took a tour of the White House and Trump gets indicted, like, in the same breath? That would be
0: so cool. Like, if you were there and saw him getting, like, Arrested yeah. and let out of yeah. the White House. Oh, that would be terrible for America, wouldn't it? Oh, and you'd no, give no me witness one. to that. No, yeah, that would be yeah,
1: so no, great. No, yeah. Actually, you know what's kind of crazy is so I took a tour of Yankee Stadium. Mm, okay. uh, I've taken a tour of this, is the old Yankee Stadium, not the new current one, okay. uh, even though it's not that new. It's been around since 2009, but you know what I'm saying in comparison yes. to the other one taking a tour of Yankee stadium, da, 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 going in the locker rooms. Here's Jeter's two lockers. One's for him. The second one's all for his uh, fan mail, which is a real thing. Um, all these great things sitting in the dugout, walking on the field, all of that stuff. As we finish up, if you remember the baseball player, Jason Giambi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was walking in and there was a, ton of media and i was like what is going on why is there that much media and you know me i'm not shy and so i just walked up to a guy with the camera i go excuse me did he get traded what's going on he goes uh we're doing a press conference he's about to admit to all of the steroid uh abuse that he uh was a part of throughout his baseball career i was like (laughs) no And he's like, "Yep." And then you I kind of, yeah. And I kind of look over, and he's like with his family, and he's like tearing up. And I was like, "This is so cool. <laughs> like, look at this guy." life is ruined yeah. <laughs> and i'm here and i happen to my, be here and my life is so great <laughs> look at the contrast <laughs> i am awesome yeah so that was cool so hopefully the next time i take a tour of the white house something happens like that that'd be cool you, but yeah, unfortunately
0: you should have went to comfort him and you should have said look man uh here's some solace you can take is that in one man's pain in contrast can become one man's pleasure whereas your life is crumbling and it's going to play out in front of national television. But I happen to be here when it happened. So think of my great story. Uh, Yeah. So we're we're not taking a a tour of the white
1: house right now. So eventually we will, but yeah, for this one, uh, we're leaving on Thursday, coming back on Sunday night, going to enjoy some nice barbecue. Uh, They've got some good seafood places, some good jazz spots. We're going to check out, uh, we're taking a night tour of the National Mall so we can see, like, the Lincoln Memorial lit nice. up at night yeah. and stuff. Weather, yeah. they said, isn't going to be the greatest, but hopefully it'll be decent. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time.
3: Tim and Tom.
1: The New Jersey uh, Supreme Court, essentially, stated that sports betting – and we're going to give you a condensed version. If you want to read the real story, go Google it. You'll find an article – But basically, this is what's happening. Sports betting now is legal. Now, this is by a state-by-state basis, so it's not a uniform regulation from California to Florida to New York to Texas and everywhere in between. It's just going to be state-by-state if they choose to do it. New Jersey looks to be the first state to capitalize on this. Big shock, Atlantic City wanting to gamble. Um, But now, it's it's essentially – ended prohibition you know what i mean for lack of a better term for sports betting and now the floodgates are open and first question to you tim is what's your initial thought when i tell you supreme court says it's unconstitutional not to allow sports betting your first reaction
2: is
0: i think it's a good thing uh for it to to not prohibit something that wasn't even being prohibited obviously i mean they did it in vegas it just made it a hassle for anybody to try to do it uh but they still <laughs> clearly did it by a lot and then they're doing it in illegal forms uh throughout so yes you might as well now will i think that we'll have any sort of you know i i mean we'll get into more deeper economic stuff i guess about it uh as we delve into this but i mean i think that it's a good thing in that regard right like come on guys sports betting is happening it can help our economy obviously if we you know what i mean like if we regulate it properly if anybody listening over there uh you know what i mean not that they tend to do anything properly it seems but right. um, you know what i mean like so yes this should be a good thing
1: so my first reaction is i'm gonna make a lot of money off of ufc fights because i rarely pick those wrong right, I, I think like about hint. myself first so We're going
0: together i'm gonna make just the picks yeah. you go and i'm gonna be like all right cool
1: exactly as you should and maybe we t- can turn that into a segment once missouri allows uh sports betting because i will definitely be doing that But here's my concerns. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be a great idea. So here's my concerns, though. This is where my my brain went to right off the bat. First off, if you have a sports betting problem, the first thing you did was just stay away from Vegas, right? So like, hey, I struggle with gambling. I don't need to be in Vegas. That's, you know, the prime spot. But now it's in your backyard, Are you going to be able to stop yourself then? So I think there needs to be something in state or, you know, with these states established that says, if you have a problem, if you need help, here's what you can do. Call this number, visit this meeting, you know, talk to this counselor, whatever it is. Right. So that's one. Yep. Two is again. I think it's awesome for the professional sports, right? Professional fighting, professional basketball, professional football, uh, professional baseball. I think all of those are amazing because it's an exhibition really, because that's what sports are. Um, And we should be able to have fun partaking in what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Now at the amateur ranks, that's where it's going to get shady. Right. So if you're a Mizzou guard from Springfield, Missouri and, A guy comes up to you and says, hey, I need you to only score eight points when you've been averaging 20 against, you know, K-State. Well, okay, what do I get out of it? I'll give you a 60 grand. All right, that sounds good to me. Now, let's not be dumb to the fact that that wasn't happening already. However, now, right now, instead of that hub in las vegas where that's all the action is the hubs are everywhere and now it's in the little spots that you don't think of right so a university of central missouri versus northwest missouri state game could have a lot of money on it you know what i mean and that's
0: a problem well and so to to your thing there about like well let's not pretend this wasn't happening that kind of stuff could still be happening they're going to these mizzou guards and it's illegal uh you know, gambling of those sorts, illegal bookies and those kind of things. Um, the deal with the legalized gambling is that it can become a lot more effective. You see that in the NCAA basketball issue with Adidas. That's what, a, you know what I mean? Like Adidas is, mm-hmm. they're not doing it on the outcomes of games, but they're swinging the outcomes of seasons by sending, you know what I mean? By paying guys to go to certain schools that they have contracts with. So yeah, it can be, it, what happens there is it becomes a lot more efficient and a lot more actual money happening and involved. Definitely. So yeah, that can become a bigger problem with that. Again, if it's not properly regulated and you're not gonna stop everything, obviously. Uh because yep. you know, criminals are smart. They got a lot of money right they're now. They're very smart. But even when and, they're and not then, criminals, then they think they're righteous in what they're doing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And third this is where I think the real battle will start, assuming this, you know, tidal wave of legal sports betting just takes over the country, is the professional sports, right? Mm-hmm. So the NBA, Adam Silver has already said, hey, we love the gambling. Bet on our sports all the, all you want. We want 1% of all bets. Mm-hmm. Because now you're going to have the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, UFC, you know, name the organization, NASCAR, and they're going to say, You're putting hundreds of millions of dollars on our games. We're providing the content. We need some type of kickback, right? We're providing what you're, yeah, Yeah. we're providing what you're betting on. So we deserve something. That's a strong argument in my opinion to like have. And so
0: there's some ethics questions involved in it though, by receiving some of the money, are you now inclined to, Influence the outcome. Right, exactly. WWE's so, been under fire for being accused of, of said things. And that stuff leaks because the line because you can bet on the outcomes of WWE matches, which is odd. Oh, you can uh, bet on every Well, I know you can bet on super but so uh the lines on some of those will drop very shortly beforehand and an unexplained uh you know, outcome happens, and so they've been accused of being involved in it. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So that's where my, my uh, thoughts went to initially, but again, selfishly, I can't wait to bet on fights. I've always wanted to bet on fights. I don't want to do uh, uh, those stupid online ones. What's yeah. what, FanDuel fan duel or all that yeah. stuff. I don't care. I want to go. I want to go to Argosy casino. I want to go to station casino. I want to sit there, waste a Saturday watching all the fights winning all the money telling everyone how wrong they are and then getting my ticket and saying oh i won a thousand dollars tonight double that for next uh, weekend because there's another ufc yeah. i'm quitting my job i'm yeah. a professional better
3: yeah
0: I, I mean hey if they do it here and we're going to these casinos tom, i'm going to come with you and i'm going to play some bets and we're going to see how we roll this man i'm just going to maybe we'll, like you said we'll turn tim and tom into the into the uh, MMA sports yeah. betting with Tom and Tim.
1: <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah, I'll totally do it. Yeah, I'll start learning. I'm, I'm
0: like, hey, it. I'm fine. Let's, You know what I mean? I'll learn enough to let you talk. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll do it, man. Yeah, we'll, it, we'll it's,
1: it. it's going to be fun. Uh, Missouri uh, has had a lot of action before this passed uh, in terms of trying to make it legal in the state of Missouri. Uh, they've, they've only had one bill passed that helped with – furthering that cause uh however once this uh sports betting was unconstitutional a congressman was quoted as saying my phone has not stopped ringing so look to have that at least locally uh, move pretty quickly i would bet (laughs) i would bet pun intended um in a year i would say this time next year you might hear of something passing to where then at the end of 2019 2020 we have the start of legalized betting in missouri that's just a hunch
0: they've tried to uh do this before and you're right and this is something uh tim and tom want to urge all all of you uh, folks listening young and old but young and old uh get out and vote because the only reason it wouldn't have passed 10 20 years ago is because old people vote and nobody else does right so Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of these things are still a struggle uh to pass especially in our uh, states that we love here uh but you know what i mean if some of you guys young guys come out and, and ladies and whatever uh you know come out and vote a little uh maybe we can get some gambling we can get some things right we can get some stuff legalized here if you go out and vote and this could be one of them and this will be fun to see how it plays out
3: tim and tom
1: it has just been announced that dave Chappelle and john stewart yeah are going on tour together. It starts in June. Uh, As of right now, they've only announced two cities, Boston, because I believe that's where John Stewart, John Stewart is from. And then Houston, Texas, which I'm not exactly sure the affiliation Chappelle or Stewart has with the city, but it's a city that has a ton of people. So it makes sense as far as making money. Uh, But those cities have been announced as of this recording. Um, What's your thoughts on that one?
0: Uh, Amazing. It's an interesting duo uh you know what i mean like uh, now some of their subject matter definitely crosses over into each other i mean they, they both will mm-hmm. be political and or even societal conversations right as it were things that i yeah we we throw around the term political but sometimes i'm like this isn't necessarily political this is just a society figuring out how we're going to talk to each other guys like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be political it's us just going hey don't say that i don't like it if you don't say that i won't say this right like things like that right i don't know so there's a lot of crossover there and i love both of these acts i mean at the top of their game and what they do now john stewart hadn't done stand-up in years or never even really for the long term of his ultra fame was a stand-up act Uh, right he was
1: a sit-down political nightly show variety show host even
0: really yeah um and yes a political correspondent at that point uh you know um Mm -hmm. so yes uh that will be some of the most interesting thing uh I wish they were doing a lot more uh, dates and locations. Did you see that? Yeah. And that's
1: one thing that I actually like about that is yes, of course I would love if Dave's Chappelle and John Stewart came to the sprint center in October, or whatever sure. it is, right? Like that would be p- perfect. However, one thing that is great in entertainment uh, that they tell you is want them leave or them wanting, when you leave, yeah. leave them wanting more. Right. Yep. So, yeah, do
0: six shows and then don't do it well, till yeah, 2020. But do seven, that's fine. But you're doing four of them in Texas and then like two of them in Boston. And it's like, hey, man. I know. <laughs> like, it sucks for that. can awesome. Like, I'd like go well, to St. Louis.
1: Well, hopefully they turn it into a Netflix special. That's what I'm hoping, yeah, right? Is yeah. just turn it a Netflix special and I can sit in the comfort of my own living room and watch it there. I think this is amazing. I, I'm a huge fan of John Stewart. Uh, obviously he grew into uh, his stardom while I was in college. And, you know, when you're in college, you have all the strongest opinions and you're fired up about the world. So I just ate all of that up. And then Chappelle's show in high school was my number one show. I have all of the DVDs. I can tell you all the skits. Uh, It was my favorite show. So those two acts combined, it's going to be amazing. Here's the interesting thing that I want to ask you though. So, Let's fantasy book this though, mm-hmm. right? Seven shows. I don't know. Uh, half of it or, you know, 60% in Texas. The other is in Boston. Who is the headliner? Cause they can't just both walk out there with two mics and go like, Hey man, it's tough to be a Jew. And then the other one's like, Hey man, it's tough to be black. And like, right. Yeah. They can't both go on at the same time there are huge egos involved. I know Jon Stewart likes to play the, Oh, what was me? Who are you talking about? I'm how easily accessible the jokes are. Sometimes Chappelle's jokes are, are a little bit. So, like, wait a minute, I got to think that one through. Like, I didn't catch the punchline. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or he, he does long-form storytelling. Right. I think jo- John Stewart does the really well, hey, this is pretty stupid, right? Look at that picture. Boom. And then that's funny. You know what I mean? Yes. And I feel like Jon Stewart can get me from, I hope, hope this is great to, this is great. And then that's when Chappelle can take over and be like, hey, let me tell you about this story when I was in D.C. and a baby, you know, told yeah. me to... Uh, that he wanted some crack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Yeah. then I can get into the Chappelle. So like, that's why I want Chappelle to headline. Now let me get into the second question. Now we're going to have some fun here. Mm -hmm. So instantly people are, or, you know how the internet is Chappelle and Stewart. This is the greatest duo to ever go on tour. Right. Mm -hmm. That's instantly what, you know, the internet says, and if the internet says it, it must be true. so, I'm going to throw this to you, Tim. Uh-huh. If you got the chance to yeah. fantasy book any type of entertainment uh, spectacle, touring spectacle, who are you putting together?
0: Uh, Donald Trump and Kanye West. Just gonna roll them out. No, I don't know. That is gonna be very bad if i if if, if i'm yeah if i want to make the spectacle and make the money off of it and get the yeah i I would book that if i want to go watch this (laughs) um geez i don't know um and you're saying any form of entertainment but current right they've got to be an act now right uh
1: because you know where my brain went to before uh, i'll give you some time to stall and think about who you want there one one really great form of entertainment that uh i didn't get to see but they came to town it was run the jewels which Mm -hmm. is killer mike and uh his dj yeah and then their opening act was neil degrasse tyson So you got to sit and listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson tell you about the universe and the stars and the cosmos and how the sun does this and an organism does that. And then Run the Jewels came on afterwards and they put on a show of shows. So I was always thinking like that is pretty great. Now, again, these uh, John Stewart and dave Chappelle, they're comics so it's not like a contrast in like music and then spoken word but i was thinking more like that so what do you got any any, anything comes to mind i
0: was just like yeah i mean i didn't think about the multiple genre of of entertainment aspect of it um Mm -hmm. Gosh, uh, well, and so I started going to who are some of the biggest names. So like immediately music, I was like, well, who's some of the biggest names right now? I was like, well, I just went to a Post Malone concert. He's a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake Cole's a big one. Drake's a big one. So you pick one of those, right? I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'd go to any of those. Um, you know what I mean? So if you threw in one of those, but I've been to one, so we'll cut him out. Let's say, uh, let's say Jake Cole, right? We'll go with the Jake Cole, and then we're gonna throw in, man. Uh, let's see comic maybe is good right like a comic um yeah there's no big big one right now i mean we just it feels wrong to throw in chapelle or stewart obviously right because they're that's what started us on this i don't know any other big ones right now so maybe not a yeah this is tough so this
1: is what i'm doing this is what i'm doing i'm going comic music musician right yeah that's
0: what i'm thinking yeah
1: so i'm doing burt kreischer as the opening act and i'm doing the guy that you saw Post Malone as the headliner. Because for those who don't know, Burt Kreischer is a stand up comedian, has been killing it for yeah. years upon years. He's known as The Machine. Yes. He's also the guy that is, uh, Ben Wilder is based on. So that should tell you a little bit about the lifestyle he's li- lived up until now. He obviously is a father now, married, so he's settled down a little bit, but he still gets crazy. He still has a ton of awesome stories. So to, to compile, All of those great stories of partying and fun and drinking, and he drinks Tito's vodka all the time throughout the show. You get that, and you get all that fun energy and laughter, and you turn it into beer bongs and Bentleys with Post Malone. I don't know if you get much better than that.
0: So the moment you said Burt Kreischer, I thought Tom Segura is probably the comedian I would want to most see right now. But that's only because you keep telling me about Burt Kreischer, and I've seen the the bit on the machine, and I know I need to like – see some full length stuff of his and i just haven't yet so uh because that's right up my alley too i mean we you know uh obviously not to his extreme but uh, i used to party back in the day you know what i mean so that's some that's some funny stuff when, when guys get into that yeah
1: definitely another good one would be uh joe rogan and a ufc fight yeah. i mean that feels like that stuff yeah one Rogan's two great. punch
0: yeah his comedy's real fun too uh um, yeah yeah that would be a good one um yeah man i like all of this we should let's start booking these uh, music and comedy uh,
1: concert. You know, time. I actually tra- I actually tried to do a fusion show uh, in the past. I did a thing with a horrible name called Rock and Rage. Oh, but, yeah. I was uh, there for
0: that. Yeah. I did a, yeah, a little announcement did, for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We yeah. did uh fight and rock concert, which, I mean, I tell you what, that's hand in hand. Uh, did it at the uh, Cricket Wireless. Hype. Yeah. Whatever it was. Crowd was uh, hype. They uh, loved
2: 13, that 13,000
0: people. It was they great.
1: It was, it was fun
0: um yeah uh they had a rage against the machine cover band which i like because rage against the machine was always one of my favorite bands and i never got to see them uh because they broke up after that and you know the rest of them became audio slave which sucked uh so you yeah. know
1: mm-hmm. yeah well and then we did a second one uh we did uh we did this one at memorial hall we did saliva remember them? the yes. tick, tick, boom yes. it was them and some fights and that was Man. fun too Boy,
0: fun how late 90s early 2000 mix is that right that is the epitome of that saliva yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Were fun. they were, good they guys were fun yeah they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saliva god i forgot all about that man yeah i definitely I mean, yeah let's let's book it let's do the burt kreischer and post malone let's call them up and,
1: definitely uh, hey and if nice. you guys have an idea feel free to add us on yep. twitter mm-hmm. or write us yep. on facebook and let us know what your thoughts are, because maybe there's something we're not thinking of. And you go, guys, obviously, it's fill in the blank and fill in the blank. Or it could be three acts, right? Fill in the blank is the opening, fill in the blank, and then fill in the blank is the main event. So tell us. Let us know. Uh, give us some ideas on uh, Tim and Tom uh, and, on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah. Facebook.
0: Check your local listings for the Donald Trump Kanye West tour uh, next year. Uh, actually, that just may be the President VP ticket coming up. Who the hell knows at this point? Uh, But yeah, get us at Tim and Tom KC on all of the social
3: medias. Tim and Tom.
1: Is that all we got? I think that's all we got. What we do have, though, and we haven't even mentioned it yet, is we have a fantastic guest. We have Kansas City native, one of the best artists in the world, WWE's own artist He is our friend and yours, Rob Schamberger. He's going to be on after this break. Uh, He's going to tell us a little bit about how he got started, how he kind of interacts with other people in the art community, his influences, his art style, uh, how he does what he does and all the stuff coming up for him. So, uh definitely uh stay tuned uh or not stay tuned it's not a radio station stay with us because this is a podcast like yeah. an adult you're an adult and you listen if, to a if podcast you're Just
0: tuning in <laughs> we've got rob just, coming up. <laughs> thanks for keeping
1: the dial on with us
0: right. no yeah. so
1: seriously uh we're gonna take a quick break uh yeah. after this uh short intermission yes uh, we're gonna have rob Schamberger on and he is going to tell you all about the fun things that he does and definitely check him out on uh, robshamburger.com.
0: We're talking painting and wrestling when we return to Tim and Tom.
1: Fun fact, it would take 225 million years to walk a light year. For me
2: to be a legend, let it drive me. Wasn't thinking about this back when I was chubby, young and snotty in the ghetto with my sister playing on the Tamagotchi. Eventually, you, you'll probably find me off the coast of Abu Dhabi elevator in the lobby. Colombiana beside me going up, going up. They want to shoot me down. down. Oh, we think he better than us. They going to shoot me down. down. Said he's so fly. They going to shoot me down. down. They'll be posted outside just to shoot me down. Don't say nothing to police for they shoot me down. down. They'll be marching in the streets if they shoot me down. down. Tell me, listen, don't speak down. or they shoot me down. down. What these people don't see, you can shoot me down. On Tim
3: and Tom.
0: So Tom you like art you're a you're a fancy guy you like to to go to the museums uh your your girlfriend is helping with that a lot because she's cultured and she's respectable um uh, whereas you know you eh, not so much well
1: that is true (laughs) however i will say that i have seven pieces of artwork from our guest tonight Mm -hmm. he is the official artist of the wwe Mm -hmm. he is the one the only Rob Schamberger, Rob, how are you? I'm doing
4: great. How are you guys?
1: Doing amazing. Hey, so let's get right into it. First, we'll kind of address the elephant in the room. Obviously, uh, Tim and I have spoken to you uh, in the past, interviewed you uh, many different times, but that was for a different podcast for a different audience. And this podcast Of Tim and Tom, we're focusing in on more Kansas City people doing big things and when you think Kansas City people doing big things uh, that is definitely you. So for the audience who is not familiar with you, Rob, tell us a little bit about kind of what you do in a nutshell.
4: I am uh, let's see, they call me WWE's Artist in Residence. Uh, What that means is uh, I do paintings kind of gallery style fine art paintings of the wrestlers uh we do a variety of things with them like we do prints obviously we sell the originals Uh, they'll have me go to events and paint live there like at wrestlemania and also we do uh t-shirts and uh, they've been included with their video game and now they're also featured uh in the uh, mattel wwe toys uh which uh, i'm sure it's a coincidence but i'll take credit for it is now the number one action figure line in the world uh and it's pretty cool having my name on the front of it and all for painting wrestlers which no one took seriously when i said hey i want to paint wrestlers
0: (laughs) so that's uh, that's a great spot to rewind because yeah i mean the more i see uh, as we've known you for several years now the more i see that you're just on, and you've got your hands on it. Now there's toys, and it was it, it. I remember talking to you shortly after you kind of really started catching wind in what you do here. But how does that happen? I mean, who? Obviously, art is very subjective, and you can literally do whatever you want with it. But how did you arrive at that? You were. It sounds. I want to say it sounds like a light bulb moment, but was it, or did you just kind of gradually go, oh, I've got a couple paintings of wrestlers. Maybe I keep trying that.
4: It was kind of a overnight success, 15 years in the making. Uh, When, when I was a kid, uh, about like seven, I got my first comic book, Uh, grew up in Lee summit. And, you know, uh, every week when we would go for groceries at the food barn down the street, Mm my uh, mom would let me get a comic. And, uh, you know, I knew right off, this is what I want to do. And when I was like 17, I self-published my own. Like I, uh, you know, would kind of sell them to the comic shops around town out of the trunk of my car. And, uh, but, but it was never anything where I was able to quit my day job. Like I, you know, still had to kind of have a job to pay for my art career. And also on the side, like I knew I wanted to continue to grow as an artist, so I was painting as well, and you know, it was to to you know really continue to grow, do things stylistically different than what I was doing in the comics. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, Kansas City's own Katie Schamberger, she uh, had a friend that had a gallery that their artists for that month had flaked out and they needed someone right away. And Katie saw all these paintings I was doing on the side and, you know, said, Oh, Rob has these. And it actually did pretty well. Uh, you know, it was better than my comics were doing, but I still had to have a day job and I was trying to figure out like what it was that was keeping me from really standing out because I felt the quality of my work was, just as good or better than, you know, most of the people around town, but I just couldn't stand out. And I realized it was my subject matter. Anything that I was interested in doing, there were several other people that were uh, way more established doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for something where I could really stand out. And I realized pro wrestling, no one's doing this. And uh, it just like, took off like wildfire like right after i started
0: on that It is an amazing story there because it, 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 you didn't go i mean i saw and, and know you enough to know that you didn't like start making some wrestlers paintings and then just go to wwe and go look at my paintings they're better than anybody else doing this right so how does that grow into getting into actually affiliations with the wwe because there's people doing fan artwork but obviously you're at a next level how does that get noticed
4: uh, it kind of goes back to like uh, when I did that first comic book and I was selling them out of the trunk of my car. It was, it was the hustle. It was uh, going out there and getting the work right in, in front of physical eyeballs. And so I was doing a lot of wrestling-type shows uh, and events and you know, would reach out to the organizers of these different things and would show my artwork there. Uh, also, online, I would you know put up a painting of, of whoever, say Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold would retweet it out or whatever to his followers. And so I was getting online attention and kind of got me on the radar. But also, uh, it was at a museum event, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame up in Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, I had... Uh, reached out to them, and they let me show my work there. felt like a good fit, a wrestling museum, wrestling artwork, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there I met uh, a couple WWE executives, uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Briscoe, and they saw the work, and they saw this professional, and I think they wanted to see if I was a fly-by-night thing or if I was serious and also kind of the, the quality of who I was. And so over the course of the next year, I stayed in touch with both of them and, you know, did work for, for each of them, like, on a personal level and would talk with them and come around to the the following year where they're doing their Hall of Fame event again. And uh, the guys are there, and, and I catch up with them. And, and Jim actually even offers – he's like, I will call Triple H uh, – For those that are listening and don't know, Triple H is kind of the guy running WWE now. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, I'll call Triple H now. He's like, you are ready. And I'm like, actually, Jim, I'm not. There's a few business things that I need to get in place first before I feel the company will really take me seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that (laughs) uh, it could have really backfired on me, but I think it made Jim take me a little more seriously. Uh, And then a few months later, uh, SmackDown, a WWE show, was coming through Kansas City, and I was doing a lot of work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation at the time, and WWE does a lot of work with them as well. And I reached out to Jim to see if uh, he could pass my information along just for the purpose of promoting this event. Uh, I was doing a gallery show with all the funds going to make a wish. I was fully adopting a kid's wish. It's awesome. like he got to go to Disneyland and, and I was able to to pay for that. Um, but uh, unbeknownst to me and you know unprodded, uh, Jim reached out to several people within WWE and said, uh, yeah, you want to do this thing with Rob, but also you want to really work with him." And so then I, you know, get a call from exec, uh, an executive there that's over their, uh, their products. And uh, I guess they had had like a, a department head meeting and had uh, all pitched ideas on how they wanted to work with me. And he came forward with like a multi-year plan on how they wanted to roll things out with me and, uh, well, <laughs> we we've been going full steam ahead since then.
1: So let's now talk a little bit about your artwork. So one thing that people if they're unfamiliar with you, if they go to robshamberger.com or if they check out your section on uh, shopww.com, uh you have a ton of work. Like you have painted so many different wrestlers, different ways, uh, multiple wrestlers, you know, together as far as like rivalry series, things like that. So how would you describe your artwork? And then what influences uh, do you use to paint these wrestlers? As far as what
4: style, I always have a hard time saying that. Um, I just kind of make the work that I feel best represents that wrestler's personality and the, the feeling of what it's like to watch them more so than just what they look like. Uh, it's, it's representational, but I put a lot of other elements in there to you know create a different energy and vibe for each one. Uh, the materials I work with, majority of my paintings are uh, watercolor with ink. Uh, going back to that background in comic books, almost all comic book art is done with ink. Uh, And so, you know, that's uh, a heavy hand in what I do. Uh, I do some paintings with acrylics and spray paint and mixed media stuff, uh, but less of those um, mostly because they're more expensive to make. And I'm still kind of growing this market because no one was doing wrestling art before me. And so uh, a lot of my audience, I'm uh, still – kind of educating them on what it is to collect art and even how to look at and appreciate art Uh, you know that can be really intimidating to some people and Uh, So that's something I'm working on as well.
1: Another thing to kind of follow up on that is with the WWE right now, uh, and this is kind of going into the woods a little bit here, but the WWE keeps signing new talent. It seems like, you know, every new week we we have an EC3 or a Ricochet or an Adam Cole, someone's debuting or someone's moving up from their minor league system NXT to the main roster of Raw and SmackDown. But as an artist, do you get a little overwhelmed artistically with there's so much talent to paint. I mean, legitimately it feels like every week there's someone new you could paint. And meanwhile, you know, your backlog is, is growing exponentially because all these guys keep getting moved up to the main roster.
4: Uh, there is definitely an awesome challenge. Um, uh, WWE is, uh, a, form of entertainment where there's new characters all the time just by the nature of it uh you know there's certain people that will be like the storylines will be uh, more centered around them but there's also you know fresher talent new wrestlers that are going up that chain ideally you know like climbing that ladder to make it to the top of the company Um, But also that allows me as someone who's kind of chronicling this to uh, do fresh paint all the time because almost every one of these wrestlers, or probably all of them, uh, they're someone's favorite wrestler. And those people want to see them represented with what I do. Also, uh, I try to, uh, you know, uh, selfishly, I guess, build a relationship with a lot of the younger talent because I don't know, you know, some of them could become top guys. Uh, like when I first started with the company five years ago, now, uh, Roman reigns was, had only been there for about a year, uh, on, on the main roster. And now, you know, he's the guy that they're making all the storylines around and, uh, Seth Rollins as well. Um, and I was able to, uh, you know, like, Develop a relationship with those guys early on. And also, uh, uh, you know, WWE's really shifted things now to where uh, the women are equals to the men. And there's even the possibility that in the next couple of years, you know, they always talk about who's the face of the company, right? Like you look back, like Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena. Uh, right now, uh, it's up for a debate. Uh, obviously they're putting the effort into Roman Reigns, but I wouldn't be surprised if the next base of the company is a woman's. Uh, So, you know, whether it's Ronda Rousey that's now there or uh, Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks or one of those, um, these are all people that I'm uh, getting to to know early on and build those relationships with, but also kind of chronicle them uh, with these paintings too.
1: As an artist, is it rewarding or difficult with your subject matters consistently changing? So, for example, the person I was thinking about is an Alexa Bliss, how you had mentioned you get to know the talent early on. And then as they develop, you know, hopefully then you can build that relationship and, you know, get autographs for paintings, things like that. But if you look at a wrestler like Alexa Bliss, when she started, she was this, you know, angel, almost like. Uh, princess fairy type thing. And now she's evolved into uh, almost a villain, like wearing Freddy Krueger gear, things like that. So as an artist, is that rewarding that your subject matter can change in all of these different avenues, or does that make it difficult because, you know, maybe you had this one idea on how to paint this wrestler, but now their persona or their characters changed to a complete 180. It's
4: definitely a challenge. Uh, also, Uh, You know, like uh, a big part of my revenue stream is uh, selling prints and T-shirts and stuff. And if someone radically changes their appearance, it makes that item now outdated. Uh, On the flip side, it pushes me to constantly put new content out uh, of these people so that someone that may have already bought an Alexa Bliss print, now Mm -hmm. she has a new look And they want a new one of her when before they could have just said, Oh, I've already got one. Now they want one of the new look as well.
0: This is a a bit of a convoluted question. I'm going to ask. So when we did a wrestling podcast, uh, when I would tell people I do a podcast and they would say, what's it about? You say pro wrestling. And they go, Oh, which is the same. You'll kind of get when you tell people that it's, that you're a wrestling fan. Uh, do you get some of that same, uh, attitude back from, uh, maybe not art fans. I would imagine maybe artists don't do something like that because when we would tell other podcasters or talk show hosts, oh, they, they seem interested. But I mean, how how's the reception amongst people who aren't wrestling fans?
4: Well, uh, most galleries won't touch me with a ten foot pole. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's quite okay with me. Um, you know, like selling originals is you know the the smallest part of my income. Sure. Uh, so that's, that's okay. Um, you know, they, they look down on me, but, um, I'm gonna, you know, go bad guy here for a second. The main difference between me and most artists is that I don't have a day job. Um, you know, I, I found something where I was able to, to really succeed. Um, and, uh, you know, so a lot of them could say that I sold out, but also on the flip side, I'm doing the kind of artwork that I want to make. Right. Like it wasn't like WWE rolled up a Brinks truck to me and said, Hey, person that's doing this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're now going to pay you to only do wrestling. No, this is something I did on my own and it just happened to succeed. Right. Um, so uh, there, there's some of that fellow artists. They think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, if if there's any kind of anger towards me, it's just that I thought of it before they did. Right. Um yeah, uh, but but mostly uh, they also see, like, how serious I am about the art. You know, this isn't kind of any kind of gimmicky thing, right? This is something I'm very serious about as an artist. And, uh, um, you know, especially, like, when I do comic book conventions, right, and there's a lot of artists there. At first they're like, oh, WWE artists, what is this? You know, and I'm sure in their mind they're doing that thing where they put their their, uh, pointer finger to their thumb and they move their hand up and down, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, I, I, uh, uh, (laughs) um, but, but then they watch me actually paint and they see how serious I am and they see how I treat the customers. And, and then eventually, you know, we get to talking about influences and stuff and they can see again, how serious I am about this. Uh, so like the other artists, you know, like I'll earn their respect. And then there's you know just casual people like this past weekend uh, my uh, father-in-law had his birthday party and uh, uh, was in uh, Columbia, Missouri and uh, you know he's a he's he's a businessman guy mm-hmm. and so all the people that were there were too and they uh, you know had you know kind of stayed familiar with what I was doing and so when I, uh, they knew about like the Mattel stuff or whatever. And so there'd be the common thing of, I don't understand what you do, and I probably wouldn't buy one of these to hang up in my home. However, I can see that it's good work, and I can also definitely see how well it's succeeding. Uh, So, you know, they uh, definitely appreciate that.
1: Going to your artwork here, uh, if you follow Rob Schamberger, and this is for our audience, if you follow Rob Schamberger, he posts a ton of great material of his original artwork. But one post that uh, caught my eye is you already have kind of the schedule for your next four uh, Canvas to Canvas on YouTube. How long does it take for you to decide on a wrestler and the direction you want to go with the art? And how far in advance do you plan ahead? Like, do you have the rest of your schedule for, for example, for the year already set, or is that kind of a fluid motion where things change just like wrestlers getting injured happens as well?
4: Yeah. That last thing you just said there about wrestlers getting injured or storylines changing or someone's appearance or whatever. Uh, I have to, to keep it really loose. Um, so I'll try, Try to schedule out about a month out, but also uh, I always try to put the caveat on there, card subject change, like they used to put on the old uh, cards for wrestling back in the day. Um, I uh, uh, have to, like, okay, last year I was traveling a lot. Like, I would have, I, I had one instance where I did Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City uh tore down went immediately to the airport flew to vegas did an event there flew from vegas to minneapolis for a convention there uh that next weekend and uh then like my wife meanwhile had driven from kansas city up to minneapolis with all our equipment for the show we did the show there and then you know drove back to town and then it was maybe a week later we were off to <laughs> health. I can remember, um, you know, and, uh, so with that, I also have the show canvas to canvas uh, with WWE. It's on their YouTube channel and it's a weekly show. Every Sunday you get to see my process for making a painting and I'll, you know, talk a bit about it and stuff. Uh, so I had to, you yeah, know, Bob make Ross. sure that I was still hitting that schedule. <laughs> right. uh, and um so, then I had to plan out quite a far in advance, like what subjects I was going to be painting. Uh, this year, I'm traveling a lot less, uh, so I'm able to be a little more fluid. Plus, uh, like post WrestleMania, there's a lot of changes in the roster. Like, there's new people coming up, there's people returning, a lot of things like that. Uh, so, I tried to you know, keep things open for, for that kind of thing to happen as well.
0: So you had earlier in in another answer mentioned the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame that's in Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, this is a, a big deal for anybody who's not a wrestling fan. I mean, the WWE has their Hall of Fame, which is obviously a very huge deal. But this Pro Wrestling – it's the – yeah, forgive me on the name. You'll be able to, to fill us in a little bit better on that one. But uh, the it's the one where it's it, – it, all the wrestler stars gather there for that year when – when they announced their hall of fame inductees and it was there before the WWE hall of fame started kicking up. It's a big deal. And you mentioned going there and kind of getting your artwork out and trying to get some exposure, but that's grown into, there is a Rob Schamberger wing of artwork at this place. And there's a gigantic mural. I mean, can you talk us through some of that? I mean, you're a big deal at this place now.
4: <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that place is just a small deal. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, they the the museum, uh their director, Kyle Klingman, the board there, which includes you know, people like Jerry Briscoe and JJ Dillon, um the uh, and Jim Ross, uh they've been really supportive of what I do. And uh each year for their inductees I'll do a larger painting of each one of the inductees, a separate painting for each. And Over the years, naturally, that's that's grown, and, yeah, they did me the the massive honor of giving me my own section at the museum. Uh, At the time, when I did the the mural for them, it was the biggest painting I'd ever done, uh, 12 foot by 8 foot. It's it's a monster. And actually, for their next Hall of Fame event, which is going to be at the end of July, Uh, They're about to go under a major renovation, and they surprised me with this offer that, uh, you know, they're going to have to take down most of their exhibits in August Mm. uh, for this renovation. And so they asked me if I would be interested in, for the the event at the end of July, to actually do a takeover of pretty much the whole museum. And so uh, for a week, the whole museum is going to... Uh, have like uh, probably over a hundred paintings of mine there. Wow. Uh, it'll be the biggest, uh, public display of my work yet. And, uh, they already have, you know, a really massive, uh, collection of my stuff, but yeah, they picked up about 60 more paintings from me, uh, that they're going to have exhibited there. Jeez. Pretty, pretty cool. Well, it
0: sounds like that you never fantastic. get any work done. It sounds like you never get any work done, Rob. I don't, I don't really know what you do with yourself. <laughs> here, Uh, but hey okay so you know i obviously what you do you know you're not you you don't have a storefront here but obviously people can go online and occasionally you're here at events when they're doing uh wrestling here and painting sometimes but what if people want to know more obviously what what's the websites what's the obviously you said there's a youtube page what do we got
4: yeah, uh, my main website is robchamberger.com. That's R-O-B-S-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. Uh, my uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Rob uh, Also, uh, you can go to www.shop.com and uh, you can get uh, prints and T-shirts featuring my artwork. I have my own section <laughs> on WWE's site, which is pretty cool. Uh, also, every Sunday on WWE's YouTube channel, uh, there is uh, Canvas to Canvas, where you can uh, see me uh, making uh, some pretty cool paintings, I think. Uh, this uh, coming Sundays will be featuring... Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, who went from MMA to uh, uh, now uh, she's in WWE Developmental, and she's the female champion there. Uh, pretty excited for people to see that one. And also on WWEAuction.com, uh, they uh, will have prints of my paintings that are signed by the wrestlers, which is a really cool, unique re- uh, item for uh, people that are really into wrestling that are also cool enough to like art. Man,
0: well, I mean, we—I th- feel like we said it. Rob's super busy, super successful, uh, really good at what he does, and we're probably getting in the way of him getting some of that done based on the schedule that he uh, that he mentioned to us. So, Rob, we want to thank you for coming on. Obviously, uh, we've known you for a long time, so it, it it felt pretty easy to ask you, but we really appreciate you coming on and spending some of your time with us, man. Dude, of course. You guys are my favorites.
3: Tim and Tom.
0: Man, Tom, Rob is a busy dude uh, and really good at what he does. If anybody just is curious, obviously you may not be a wrestling fan if you're listening to us, uh, but just check out robshamberger.com or check out his online stuff. You'll see what we're talking about. He's good. And then, you know, I mean, it's clear to see why some of the wrestlers would take to this because nobody was creating paintings about them. And then here comes along a guy doing it really well and they're just like oh man so of course they're gonna share that because they want people to buy paintings of them uh, you know so i mean it's it's fun and rob's a great person uh he's always been super friendly with us uh and his wife is a good friend of ours been on our shows m- multiple times even on tim and tom uh, the prior version mm-hmm. of it yep. um so we we love the shamburgers of doom that's for sure
1: definitely yeah and like i said i've got seven seven of his paintings uh, currently hanging up in my household. Uh, love his artwork keeps on getting better and better, which is crazy because of how good it is right now. Um, but he's still improving, which is amazing and still being artistic and creative with all of his new portraits and uh, series that he has coming out. And so again, check him out at Rob All
0: right. And after you get done doing with that, cause you're going to pause the podcast or maybe, you know, you just do it while the podcast is rolling, but we're going to go take a break and Go refill our cups, do whatever we got to do, and come back, and Tom is going to fill you in on all the cool, fun, exciting stuff going on around the Metro coming up in the next few days when we return to Tim and Tom.
1: Fun fact, TV remotes are the dirtiest items in hotels, uh. a study found. I
2: don't see you catching up. You in for some hard zoms. See how big I came up from that small time. I came for the that time. I I just want a banner in the raptor's bedroom spare room, my posters plaster. Looking at them made me wonder about it, knew I had to master faster. The life I licked to capture faster than most of what these rappers
3: after. Tim and Tom.
2: Tom,
0: I uh, I need to get out of the house, man. Uh You know, the, the wife left me, as we talked about earlier. She might not be coming back, so I got to get used to finding entertainment for myself. Um, what What can I do, man?
1: well here you go i've got a great list of events for you as always my disclaimer is if tim specifically you if you don't like these events go check out the reoccurring events at places such as union station power and light and all of the great establishments in the kansas city metro area but here you go see if any of these uh interest you to get out of the house and become a person again because that's important Tim. Yeah. You know you're looking you're looking good now you gotta feel good. So yeah. that's, that's that's what's important. All right, right. here we go. Okay. May 20th. It is gonna be a benefit for the big brothers, big sisters of greater Kansas City. It's the Halo 3 tournament mm. at the eSports Bar, uh KC seventy four seventy, Neiman Road, Shawnee, Kansas. Are you a Halo fan?
0: uh i'm not i've never played a single second of halo how about that
1: that's crazy well here you go yeah. well then grab the sticks yep. go out to the esports bar kc 7470 neiman road shawnee kansas and enter into the halo 3 tournament may 20th sign up is at one tournament begins at 1 30 uh our good friend the royal chief will be there mm. uh his good pal uh Carrington Harrison will also be kind of MCing the event uh with Royal Chief. Oh, uh, six ten sports,
0: to... Carrington Harrison. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. So go say hi to those guys, grab some uh controllers and uh shoot some people, right? Yeah, Whoa. right. Hey, kill hello. some folks. Yeah, because
0: that is America in the video game. In the video game. You shoot people and kill people.
1: Exactly. exactly. Alright, here we go. Next event. Now let's now let's uh mellow it out. All right. Okay. We've all got right, one right. of the most iconic legendary singer-song writers mm-hmm. of all time. We have James Taylor Suzanne coming to the Sprint Center.
3: Put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've
0: seen fire and I've seen rain But you hit the nail on the head there. One of the best singer-songwriters ever, right? Or at least most iconic. You know, everybody's got their own personal taste, obviously. But, yeah.
1: He is good. I tell you what. Relax, zen out, maybe (laughs) smoke some weed because there's going to be plenty of it there. Yeah. And just enjoy a great night of instrumental, slow guitar, beautiful voice. He has a voice of, of just... His voice is just—it just feels comforting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like James Taylor comfort. It's hand in hand, as they say.
0: Yeah, kids, if you're going, uh, you can relax. They will call uh, their their marijuana. They'll call it doobies. Uh, They may call it pot. Uh, Don't worry, this is not something uh, strange and unusual. It's not a weird club drug that you got to look out for. Uh, You know, they're just friendly old guys.
1: Hey, bonus fun fact: the (laughs) Doobie Brothers we're not actually brothers what there you I feel, go
0: i feel like they were they were brothers of the dube. indeed Indeed. all right
1: let's move it uh on a little okay. bit more right. in the kansas city area uh we're switching it up here now this is going to be may 24th and before i tell you about this event i got a question for you mm-hmm. how do you get your news about your community mm. how, like how do you how do you in how do you Uh, take the information that's happening around you and then get it in front of your face,
0: put it Uh, in your brain. Most of it's online. I'd say, um, you know, some of it's through the television. If it's on my wife, will have the evening news on more so than say, uh, I would most of mine's either online through like a news reader or, you know, turn on the radio. I do listen to the radio news sometimes on my way and forth, uh, back and forth to, to work. Yep.
1: Well, here we go. we got a great event. This is going to be Thursday, May 24th, starts at 630, goes till 8. It's going to be at the Kansas City Public Library, the Plaza Branch. That's going to be 4801 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri. It's called Breaking the News, Casey's Changing Mediascape. Now, this is going to be looking at how people in the area take news in, right? So are they turning into a radio station? Are they... Going through phone apps? Are they looking at online feeds like a Facebook or a Twitter? Uh, Do they turn into or tune into a a TV program, or do they just do the old-fashioned pick up a newspaper and read that? Because that's crazy. But what are you doing basically to get the news that's happening legitimately right around you? And you know, we always talk about watching Fox News, watching MSNBC, CNN, all that stuff, and that's you know has its Space and it's important, but it's also important to know like why the road isn't fixed or why there's an extra tax or why isn't there a program for you know um, a certain group in this area. And so what this event will be discussing is going to say, hey, how are we getting information out about Kansas City to Kansas Cityans? So again, it's going to be Thursday, May twenty fourth, starts at six thirty, goes till eight. It's at the beautiful. Kansas city public library, the Plaza branch. That place is just spectacular. Great place for an event. Been there many times and it is a fantastic event. If you are interested in becoming a better citizen, you should be here.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You will come away feeling at least four points smarter at least.
1: All right. Now we've got the next event. Now this is going to happen over a course of a couple days, May 25th to May 27th. Let me double check on that. Yeah, May 27th. But the first show, again, is May 25th. Uh, This is going to be at the Casey Improv. It's going to be local guy, gone big time, coming back home, David Keckner. The Symphony of Chaos Tour. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with that name, you might be familiar with his work. He's been on The Office. He played uh, the sports reporter on Anchorman. He's been in a ton of Will Ferrell movies, kind of his uh, accompanying role. Uh, he's a part of the Big Slick uh, Foundation uh with uh paul rudd and all those guys uh, the guy from modern family yep. very very funny guy um again he's going to be here starting friday may 25th at 7 30 uh arrival time says 6 15 and then it'll go till may 27th again uh showtime for that is going to be seven o'clock there you go That'd man a fun that's, yeah. that's a good one yeah Got some fun things for you. So we got some improv. We got you educated with some breaking news. We get you high with James Taylor. And boy, I tell you what, we started off flinging them bullets in Halo Three at the uh, esports bar.
3: Tim's favorite. Tom, uh,
0: a new story was floated around this week uh, that I feel like is a a. Extreme representation of many of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Arizona woman accused of stalking and sending soulmate, in quotation marks, uh, 65,000 texts after one date. I told her to stop. Five thousand. An Arizona woman has been accused of stalking a man she went on one date with last year by breaking into his home and sending him 65,000 text messages, according to multiple reports. Uh, the lady was arrested on Tuesday after allegedly stalking and threatening a man she met on a dating website, according to a Paradise Valley Police report. Uh, and it reports that she allegedly been obsessed with a man since last summer, sending him 65,000 texts after one date. In her jailhouse interview, she told reporters, "Quote: I felt like I met my soulmate, and everything was just the way it was. I thought we would do what everybody else did but that's not what happened, (laughs) end quote. Yeah, that's not what happened. Text messages allegedly sent by this woman include, quote, don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. I don't want to be a murderer, end quote. End quote. Oh, what would I do? (laughs) Oh, what I would do with your blood, I want to bathe in it, end quote. Yikes. How many did, after 65, don't you like, Block? I don't like. Maybe she still sent sixty-five thousand. He didn't get them. Yeah,
1: know. she probably sent the sixty-five thousand, but he probably only got. Hopefully, he blocked her number after fifteen. So you know, like.
0: When asked by reporters Thursday why she sent the victim thousands of texts, she said because it made me find out all my information. Loving him selflessly brought me his information because everybody just wants to take. But if you just give and you don't stop giving, you will all of a sudden receive a lot. This lady is out of her mind.
1: This is what is, I guess, man, I'll tell you what. So, now that you're single again, watch out for these <laughs> girls.
0: I'm not single.
1: Or, all right, well, not yet. Uh, tell swim trunks to read this story, because he needs to know.
0: So, when asked by reporters if she was crazy, the 31-year-old said, quote, no, I am the person that discovered love, end quote.
1: So there you 31 go. years old?
0: Uh-huh, 31 years old. Wait
1: functioning person in society with oh my goodness hopefully she does a job that doesn't interact with people how does somebody
0: get to this level without you know what i mean like i don't know man it's kind of scary i'm sure it's i didn't know the threatening parts of the text were in there but i guess what are you going to say after 24,372 you gotta start coming up with other stuff right (laughs) that's (laughs) when you make the switch
3: tom's favorite
1: All right, man. Well, here is my favorite thing of the week. It's going to be quick. It's going to be simple, very similar to how Vitor Belfort's career ended at UFC 224. So as I mentioned, I watched uh, UFC 224 this past Saturday night. And Vitor Belfort took on Leota Machida, both former UFC champions. Uh, And Vitor, going into this fight, had announced that this was going to be his retirement fight. It was the last fight on his contract. As I mentioned, he started with the promotion at UFC 12. So you can understand what type of veteran he is. Um, And he took on Leota Machida another former UFC uh, light heavyweight champion, Uh, a veteran in his own right. uh, You know, he's getting up there as well. So it felt like a very evenly matched fight. Yeah. And it abruptly ended for Vitor. He fell in a crumble and was front kicked in the face for the second time in his career. (laughs) First time was by Anderson Silva. uh, And then now his career has ended with a front kick to the face which will always be my favorite thing of the week. And this was by Leota Machida (laughs) at UFC 224.
0: Always, always the favorite thing.
1: Yeah. If you front kick someone in the face and I hear about it, you're going to be my favorite thing of the week.
3: Tim and Tom.
0: We need to get out of here. Rob was a great interview to have. Really interesting what he does. Uh, So check out more of his stuff and buy some of it. If you're a wrestling fan, even if you're not a wrestling fan, just buy some of it. Rob needs to eat. Don't be selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah, support local artists. Don't be that way. All right, so, and then support us too. You know, we need to eat also. Tom's going on a trip. It's going to cost him a lot of money, I'm sure. So, you know, he needs some help. All right, we've got to go. We will be back next week with more Tim and Tom.
1: Fun fact, owls turn their heads almost 360 degrees, a complete circle, but they cannot move their eyes
2: do they know? Draco for you fake hoes. Major moves, we made those. Put my people on payroll. Cut the check when I say so. Them is just my everyday goals. Everything earned. Nothing is given, I know. I'm not concerned. I knew I was meant for this shit from the gold. Don't think I ain't put in that labor. Don't think that you give me no favors. Don't think I won't do this major. <laughs> if you don't see me now, you'll see me later.
3: Tim and Tom.